0: Hey folks, welcome to another episode. Before we begin, you know what's up. Make sure you're checking us out on all of our social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dablin Dribblin and that you're subscribed to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, like all the things, like even things I don't know. We're all over it. Just just check us out, subscribe, rate, tell us how we're doing, slide into our DMs. We love you for it. So, this cast, short and sweet, tell us what we talked about.
1: We talked about the Enneagram. If you haven't heard about that, that's a personality test. Brian and I both took it. We tell you our numbers. Yeah it If you fun. know what they, You'll find out more about it And it's something You can take online For free Or for Or for a Small fee Twelve dollars To learn about yourself And we highly recommend it Yeah um, And then A little bit of update With Amazon And uh, Bry's mind gets blown By um, Gendered breakdown And vocal stuff. It's it just interesting. makes me sad
0: <laughs> more than it's, anything. It's okay.
1: We're making progress.
0: Yeah. You know, slowly but growth slowly.
1: growth mindset. Um and then in basketball things, we talk about the Raptors are still killing it.
0: Right. The Standings. Lakers
1: The Lakers and Bucks are still looking really strong. Sorry. They had a great dinner. Um the <laughs> Knicks are doing terrible, but that's been to the be same expected. for 20 years as we highlight um and then we talk about some trade rumors around one player and yeah a little dabbling a little dribbling right standard
0: standard things great dope people check it out folks short and sweet we hope you like it what up folks welcome to another episode of dabbling dribbling with alex and bry hey it's episode number 91
1: the Dennis Rodman episode. The
0: Dennis Rodman episode. Don't
1: um, my favorite jersey. Number 91 Chicago Bulls.
0: It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. You, you make uh, a good Dennis Rodman as well.
1: Oh, yeah, for Halloween that yeah, one year? Yeah,
0: yeah, We talked about it previously.
1: Green, the green dome. I love it. it I love it.
0: Luck. Um. So, friend, what is your LeBron, your high, and your Darko, your low?
1: My Darko is i think my shoulder is probably dislocated which is why it, it hurts <laughs> i think that might be what it is you know all the years of me having like shoulder tension and all that sort of stuff i think it might be a dislocation i've dislocated it before you look shocked don't worry it's not a constant pain or anything I hear stories oh, of people you know, I'm,
0: you know I'm just very stressed right now
1: I've had people why who, are all
0: the men in my life really <laughs> bad at taking care of their body <laughs> I think Sorry, I didn't I, mean to yell. Um, I'm so frustrated. So,
1: well, after so many years of painting like Picasso and shooting like Kobe, uh, my shoulder I'm, has had some I pain hate, for a while. But I it's hate a, everything it's about a very you right now. Minimal pain, and it's only when I have it in certain positions, which I can avoid most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just stretch it out and warm it up and do all that sort of stuff. Make sure it's like loose. But there's still this like underlying little ache. I talked to uh, my girlfriend's friend, who's a PT. And she was uh, reading through some of my emotions and asking me questions. And I Googled some things after she talked to me. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see where having dislocated my shoulder before, I did pole vault in high school.
0: Oh, yeah. That's pretty, yep. That makes why, sense.
1: why? Yeah, seriously. I feel like it's just second nature for a pole vaulter to dislocate your shoulders. yeah. yeah. But um, I did that. And then I also had some moments on the basketball court where it was a little tough. So, yeah, I think I might have a slight... Dislocation, but it's usually in the socket. It's just moments where it wants to slide out. I think that might be the issue.
0: So, um, as your resident, like mom, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, are some this, <laughs> when are we getting this? When are we getting this checked?
1: I'm going in to see people this week. They're putting me do in I, contact with a person.
0: Like, do I need to follow up? Yeah, you can follow up. I'm gonna follow up with you. <laughs> what? Listeners, I'm so sorry that I yelled.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's not I think people have this notion that if you have uh, like an injury like mine, you're like, oh, dislocate because some people talk about it being very painful. Yeah, totally. I mean, never had that. It's no, never I, that bad.
0: I'm not I mean clearly you're able to like do things and like if I feel like you don't have that Low of a plate, like mm-hmm. pain tolerance, like that, have a pain tolerance that, like, you're not. I think you're fine. You, I just, yeah,
1: you see me sitting here right now. Yeah, like, I on a I know, scale I, of one to ten, I'm at a zero of pain. Yeah, but if I move it up here, I'm at like a two or a right. three. Um. Yeah. Over here is a two. Yes. I mean, like, it's got limited mobility, right. and, but minimal pain. I just and don't want it to place, worsen over time. Right.
0: Because you're in a place where you are young and healthy. Right. And, like, as you get older, if that doesn't get, like, if you don't mm-hmm. know what it is that you need to do to maintain this level of, like, yeah, we'll mobility have to or increase it. the... amputate we'll You have to cut it off. That's not funny.
1: What? So again,
0: literally, on. stop being like my father and other people in my, other men in my life who don't I'll go to the just doctor.
1: Just get acupuncture. <laughs> I'll be fine. Um. I, don't, I don't want it. <laughs> uh. So oh. you're taking
0: everything in my body not to reach across this table and beat the crap out of you.
1: <laughs> I mean, compa- compared to, our bodies aren't going to hold up forever. I think at this age, Absolutely not. It, it, it breaking down somewhat in some areas of high wear, it makes sense. That's okay. At least I still have my legs, my back, my sure. my core. It's all in good shape. I right. Do you need to work on my core? Mm-hmm. I will be taking some Pilates. But,
0: yeah, uh, I've, I need to work on my booty and my core.
1: My booty is doing his thing. I got yeah. no problems there. That posterior is... I mean, you got a nice is, booty. Good job, buddy. That's what they say. <laughs> um, J-Lo, watch out. Nothing no, on me. I mean, don't uh, you dare. Too much?
0: Don't you dare.
1: Uh, my LeBron is that... Yeah, we were just... I was hanging out with some uh, friends yesterday, my, my GF's friends, and they had people over and just toggling through YouTube one of the videos was a compilation of Drew was it? Dwight and Jim. Jim oh, yeah. on The Office. Yeah. Jim's greatest pranks on Dwight. Uh-huh. Uh, God, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. I love the office. I was it's crying. Kind of, like couldn't I, breathe.
0: There's some episodes like in the beginning of the seasons mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like, ooh, this would not be okay now because like no, we're living in a much more for sure. like a significantly more PC world. For sure. But it was still because Michael was, like, Michael would have been canceled yes. in this cancel culture yeah. very early on. God. Uh,
1: Dodged a bullet. Yeah,
0: like, literally, episode two, Diversity Day, still one of the funniest oh, episodes. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> one of the Diversity funniest Diversity Day episode is so funny. <laughs> ever. But he, but you knew how, like, sincere he was. Like, he was never coming home from a place of, like, I hate all people. Yes. You know? And it was this coming from this place of like ignorance <laughs> He's and just like, like he just doesn't get it. Oscar,
1: so you're Mexican. How do you feel about Your
0: Mexicanness?
1: Your Mexicanness. Well what do you mean? You know, like all the negative connotations that come around that.
0: what What negative connotations
1: connotations. (laughs) and he just doesn't know what to say he's like yeah
0: i'm trying to have this he's trying to have this woke conversation but he just doesn't know how to do it because he's just a straight white boy who just is it's hard for him i
1: was talking to a gay white male today Mm -hmm. about this culture of this Mm -hmm. the count canceling and all that sort of thing and we talk about Intent versus impact. Sure. I think it's important for sure to say, hey, the impact was what it was, right. even if the intent was not that. But I think it swung so much in that direction where people who are very sensitive to mm-hmm. that impact can completely forget about the intent. Mm. And that's where I think cancel culture comes in, where it's like this person used the term. Uh, an inappropriate term for a people instead of using the correct sure. term today. Yeah. You know, they used an outdated term, like an outdated operating system. They're done. Right. I'm like, uh. I not, think they were not, just trying to have a conversation. Right.
0: And it's not productive when you do it that way. I mean, right. I know we want to talk about cancel culture next week.
1: Yeah, let's talk about cancel culture next week.
0: Um, but, because I, I mean, we could dive into this no for hours. No, I don't think we're.
1: <laughs> I want to think on it more, but yeah, next week, let's I talk have, about it. I
0: definitely have some thoughts around it and a part of it is like generational cultural differences of how I view the cancel culture uh-huh. and also like how I am as a person. But I think today's episode of what we are going to be talking about, I yeah. think will help and inf- will help talk about why we look at cancel culture or this mm-hmm. like PC world that we're living in. Right. Which in a lot of ways, I'm a Mac r- person. Uh, uh, oh, PC culture. Oh, that was good. I yeah. appreciate that. You that got was, it. That was good, buddy. Anytime. Um,
1: Right out of that apple,
0: but yeah. So I, I'm excited about that. What um, are your
1: L's and D's? Your Darkos so and Lebrons.
0: My Darko, my low. Um, I really don't have one. I'm in. I feel pretty good. I feel like there are like little things I'm anxious about, like mm-hmm. whether it be things at work, mm-hmm. things personally, mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. spiritually, Like there's always like little things. That mm-hmm. So. I guess those are my darkos. That but makes it, sense. But it isn't, it isn't anything that I feel like super debilitated on. Mm-hmm. It's just more just like, I know it's there. I am anxious about it. I'm like nervous about a meeting mm-hmm. or I'm nervous about like an outcome of something that I'm doing or like a, a status of a relationship or, you know, whatever. That
1: was me two weeks ago. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, because
1: like, there's nothing, there's no plates spinning that are about to drop. You just feel like maybe I feel like there's there more maybe plates that, that should be spinning. Yeah, that I yeah. just don't
0: know about. Yeah, is
1: there a plate that's not in the air that right. should be in the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And a part of me is like, you don't know what you know, don't know. Move forward. Right. Do, do what you can. Be your best. So right. it's not a darko, but it is a state of mind that I don't love, mm-hmm. but I also know is necessary for growth.
1: Um, Before you go on to your LeBron, you said financial. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about that. Have you read a financial or listened to a financial book or resource? What, you, what have you used in the past?
0: So, uh, in the past, I used Susie Orman's, like, you know, like one of her, like, staple things from way back when. Yeah. Um, I haven't really. Like, I, I have, um, like, I follow a couple of Instagrams that I really appreciate, like Financial Diet uh, mm-hmm. that just, like, talks about a couple of things. I have a friend who is a, a, not a financial advisor, but, like, a, a financial, like, a coach, mm-hmm. um, and he's, like, looked over some of my stuff, mm-hmm. and so, That's good. Um, I'm in a good place, it's just more just, like, just thinking about, like, what does the future look like, yeah. you know, and, like, you know, what if, God forbid, I can't work anymore, or, like, right. I don't have, like, how do all of these bills get paid, how right. do I support family, how do I, you know, it's just, like, all True. of these, like, True that. things that... Nothing I have to super worry about, but it's I think it's healthy to worry about oh, in, yeah. some, in some level.
1: Your, your resources. I wouldn't play Street Fighter 2 on a low tank of uh, life. Right. You know, it's nice right. to have more than less. I'm re-listening to mm-hmm. mm, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Okay. I'm just re-listening to the book from a few years out from when I first read it mm-hmm. to see where I am on some things. Right. And... The last chapter on investing, I'm like, oh, you know what, I could pay more attention to this. Right. So I'm looking yeah. at that. I
0: feel good as far as like diversify like where I'm at diversifying my investments. Mm-hmm. Um and how, like even like things like um uh retirement and things like that, like I feel yeah. good about it. But like it's also like everything in this like is, you know, how much I've saved in my life, like for my life insurance as well as mm-hmm. um my 401k is not going to be enough when i eventually do retire. Yeah. And like, do i want to retire? Cuz right. i do like working, you know.
1: You but, like working now?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You I want know. the option to retire when the time comes, i'm right. sure. Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely yeah uh lebron yo my email inbox is so much more manageable at work i'm so happy
1: i I was at zero the other day and that's the first time i've seen zero in a long time so
0: i think i'll be at a zero once the term ends which Uh i'm okay with um the
1: (laughs) what number were you floating at I was, I
0: was at like always at 50. Yeah. Like, and like Uh all like I'm not like late in responding to anybody. It's just like, it's just a lot of things, you know, like managing and whatever. There was a couple that I was just, I sent emails to folks. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get back to you on this. I don't know the answer to it, but I'm still waiting on people. Um, So I'm just like, God, this is like never ending. And a couple of days ago, well on Friday I was like, Oh my God, I'm at, I'm at 10.
1: Yeah. And I feel
0: like, and I, I mean, I did stay late a couple of times, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, at work, but like sometimes you have to do that to get, to get the work done. And you're a fast
1: typer too. So it's not like you can't put it, put it out quick. It's Mm -hmm. just, yeah. Sometimes
0: you're just waiting on other people and other Mm -hmm. stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. I have, there's a meme Mm -hmm. of a guy. I don't know where it is in the world, but he has a push broom. Mm -hmm. One of those long, um, elongated, three foot push brooms and he is pushing he's on the beach on the shore and Mm -hmm. the ocean waves keep coming up and receding back Mm -hmm. he's just trying to push the water into the ocean (laughs) and that's what my inbox feels like all the time
0: yeah I think in the work that we do that makes sense why it feels that way I just like feel bad that I can't like get to things as quickly as I would like because some of the things is like has nothing to do with me and things to do with like other people other people's decisions Um,
1: that too plus also do you get anxious to open some emails? Yep. Me too. All the time. I'm like, oh, I got an email from and this it, person. I don't I definitely, open this. I feel
0: like as I've gotten older, I've become more anxious than I have in the past. Mm-hmm. I just think my responsibilities are more. So that just makes sense with yeah, why sure. I get, I'm getting more anxious. Do
1: you sleep better, the same, or worse than when you were in your mid-20s?
0: I think I sleep better. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there's a couple of factors to it, but I think the main factor is that I have, and this is a coping mechanism of anxiety and just like dealing with life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is like I get I go to sleep knowing I did my best.
1: Yeah, you lay your head on the pillow knowing like I left it all on the field. Yeah, yeah.
0: Most days, some days I'm just like I could have done better, you know. Cause not every day is perfect, Mm -hmm. but, uh, most days I will say, I'm like, yeah, no, I did my best in the work I needed to do in how I could be, how I showed up as a friend, as a person, as a sister, daughter, a partner. Um, so I take those into consideration knowing that like, but I also, and like, and I also am in a place where I'm just like there's only cert- few people's opinions that matter to me. Mm-hmm. And in my 20s, I cared about mm-hmm. everybody's opinion. And I quickly found out that was very unhealthy. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> I was like, my therapist is like, that's not healthy. That's and I'm like, good. what do you mean? <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't give a damn. Uh, I Yesterday was tracing back when I first had notions that I didn't care what people thought, mm-hmm. or at least what some people thought, mm-hmm. and traces back to high school athletics that did a lot. Mhm. That man. I
0: think that definitely helped but like innately as a person I care mm-hmm. about what people think so like sure. I think that's if anything my uh, my athletic prowess or my athletic um, my team related experiences that I've had growing up mm-hmm. has helped, if anything helps has helped me yes like cope with yes. like mm, You're not going to make this person happy, so, like, got to do what you got to do, you know?
1: Because you did swimming and track.
0: And a little bit of basketball.
1: And a little bit of basketball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then football, too, for powder puff football.
1: Boom. Lay him Mm -hmm. out. Hell yeah. Put some elbows in the face. I was was
0: on the line, you know?
1: Speaking of anxious, um, that goes uh, in line very well with something that... We did since the last cast. Yes, we both took the Enneagram.
0: Yeah. Test. First of all, I've heard about this. Yeah. From a cousin of mine, like loves Enneagrams and yeah. like was like, oh my god, what's your Enneagram number? I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Hey. I was just like, what's that? <laughs> Say more words because I don't mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so which was cool because then I never took the test until today actually, mm-hmm. and I got my numbers and I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm not. I'm not perplexed or surprised. I feel like I gave you my numbers, and you were like, "Okay, that makes sense."
1: Yep. Oh, for, so, I knew you were two for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I didn't know the other three. So, for, do you
0: want to talk about what an enneagram sure. is? Just gonna like say. explain it, like the basics of it
1: for the people at home. The enneagram is just one of those tests, like the love languages, like. Myers Briggs, Strengths Quest. It's a personality test that gives you some indication of your tendencies, your habits, things that are comfortable for you, areas of strength mm-hmm. that you have. So there's nine different numbers, one through nine. And we don't know where the Enneagram stems from originally. Some people will say it came from like sacred Christian monks. Some people think it came from some kind of, um, what do you call the people in the Middle East? Uh, I want to say the. Not Armenians. Persian? Not the Druids. No.
0: Uh,
1: What was uh, Jesus? There's someone at home screaming it right now at the top of their lungs. No. (laughs) Israeli? No. It's like the way Sanskrit was written by these people. You know what I'm saying? It starts with an A. Um,
0: Because Sanskrit is also like. Is in a lot of Indian languages,
1: so people are screaming right now. Yeah. I'm sorry, I failed I'll, I'll try to find you it. all. Okay. But um, these numbers one through nine, each number has a different characteristic or trait, and it's often drawn in a circle with these numbers equidistant from each other mm-hmm. around the perimeter of the circle, and you have lines that go between the different ones, and it looks kind of like a pentagram. But you know, you can Google image that. So I'd been hearing about the enneagram similarly for the Arian? last no. No, Both I was...
0: Indo-Aryan and Indo-European. I don't
1: know. Okay, well, forget it. Okay. Um, can't find it. Aramaic.
0: Oh, Aramaic.
1: You're welcome, people at home. I got there. Eventually, I know that would drive me nuts. God. I know
0: you. You're gonna. Re- you would have remembered in the middle of the week and texted to me, and I'm gonna oh. be like. Oh. And
1: what <laughs> oh is that supposed God. to mean? So we don't know I'm where the, we, figured out. Yeah. we don't know where the enneagram came from. So with these nine numbers, this goes deeper than just a party trick. Yes, it's nice to know your numbers, but uh, we'll tell you some resources for. I mean, just basically you can Google this online to take your test. It takes I don't know. It took me like 10 minutes or something like that. So I took 15. the one
0: that was 144 questions. So I took the official one from the actual Enneagram Institute.
1: The 12 days of Enneagram, right? <laughs> 12 times 4. Yeah, you took um, a longer one. You paid $12.
0: I paid $12. So, which is reasonable. And they gave me like a, a huge, like a PDF of a, mm-hmm. like several pages that kind of explain resource. resource. Um, what it is. As far as like the interpretation of my numbers, mm-hmm. but it's really a tool to help you reflect on your numbers of like, maybe how you show up, how you perceive yourself, Um, those kinds of things. And
1: I took the free one, but I think $12 is not a lot to pay for self-knowledge.
0: I honestly would even gift this to someone if that's like something that they want. $12, that's an easy and fun gift.
1: Know thyself. So we both took it because we thought it's a resource that other people might enjoy. And frankly, we wanted to find out more about ourselves. So, uh, I thought what we could do is reveal our numbers. Actually,
0: why don't we do
1: this? Go through all nine of them, Yeah, let's go
0: through all nine of them.
1: Okay. And then we'll tell you what ours are. Yeah. So let's, do it. let's start with number one. These are in no particular order. Like the no, one no, is
0: not more but like right. better than the other. Yeah.
1: Right. Chill out, threes. It's No competition. <laughs> all right. Um, so the number one, the reformer, mm. the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Ooh. For those people who are at home, who are going to hear all these numbers. And they think, oh, yeah, I'm that one. Oh, I'm definitely that one. Right. You can't be all of them. Right. So if Let's, you take the test, yeah, you know. You,
0: you may have an idea of where you may be, but yeah, take yeah. And,
1: and read further on these, you'll get to know more about the types more in depth. So I'm just giving you the cursory one-sentence description, the elevator pitch. Number two, the helper, the caring, interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people pleasing and possessive. Ugh.
0: I mean <laughs> I mean yeah. <laughs> hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean I am not a two. Oh god, <laughs> the, but the terms demonstrative and generous? interpersonal caring these are all great things but with good things also you, you people pleasing and possessive like you know all of people these pleasing
0: have can't, doesn't have to be a bad like, thing.
1: perfectionistic on the last one the reformer mm-hmm. someone might hear that and be like oh yeah i like to get things just right perfectionistic tendencies past a certain point are very uh, debilitating yep. and not helpful not helpful um i and i speak from experience number three the achiever oh i'm that one Calm your horses. The success oriented, pragmatic type. Adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. Mm-hmm.
0: Number
1: three. Number four, the individualist. The sensitive, withdrawn type. Expressive, dramatic, self absorbed, and temperamental. Okay. A lot of artists. Out of artists. I, was like, out I wasn't going to say anything. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, number five, the investigator, the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Sit by themselves at the lunchroom. Uh, number six, the loyalist, the committed, security oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious.
0: <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. okay.
1: Number seven, the enthusiast, the busy, fun loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, what number was I on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> number eight, the challenger, the powerful, dominating type, self confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. You're Mike Tyson's of the world. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Number nine. The peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type. Yeah. Uh, Receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent.
0: Complacent?
1: That doesn't sound good. These are well-rounded numbers, you know? Yeah. No one's perfect. Except for the one. So all right, so so one, I'll review them really quickly. The reformer is one, two, the helper, three, the achiever, four, the individualist, five, the investigator, six, the loyalist, seven, the enthusiast, eight, the challenger, and nine, the peacemaker. So, what are our numbers?
0: All right. So my numbers. My top number is I'm a type two, the helper. My score for that was twenty six
1: so we again that's the caring interpersonal demonstrative generous people pleasing and possessive how do you we, feel about that yeah yeah you're owning all of it taking all yeah, that yeah i
0: mean it, it manifests itself in various ways positively and negatively all of mm-hmm. those traits
1: yeah okay
0: the possessive thing i don't know if i'm possessive i'm controlling so maybe that's what it is Mm. potentially Mm -hmm. and then uh my tied for top two (laughs) is uh the loyalist and the challenger which is six and eight so what is six
1: six the loyalist the committed security-oriented type engaging responsible anxious and suspicious
0: yeah, no, that's holy me. <laughs> and the yeah. challenger, which is number eight,
1: the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Yeah, you'll you'll step up to bat for people you care about. Yeah, yeah, you'll uh, really like go in, in,
0: in a in a yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll throw these hands.
0: Yeah, <laughs> am amp feet Take and those elbows, out. <laughs> all those things. Yeah, and, and then your
1: fourth one was uh
0: was a type three, the achiever. Yeah,
1: which is the Uh, success oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious.
0: I will say that I've never taken a personality test that I feel more seen in.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Check you out.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm proud of my, cause I, if you take the actual test with 144 questions, Mm -hmm. they say like, it should take you about a half an hour to do it just because it's like. You should think about it to say what's like what you not what you want to be acting like, but like what you are normally. And you did it
1: like a one to five scale. No, it was right. just like
0: you select one or the other, like one statement or the oh, other statement. Oh, it's just
1: too. Oh, yeah. God, I hate this. Um, it is so it's like so, it, so hard. it actually
0: like took some time to like think about it. Yeah, um, and I was just like, if I'm gonna do this test, huh, so let me do let me pay the twelve sure. bucks and like I'll see do what the,
1: the I'll do the other one to see if my numbers came out the same. Yeah,
0: but yeah, though, that is. Um, and by being seen, I just feel very like, yeah, no, like, pragmatically, coming to my achiever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> achieverness. Mm-hmm. I'm just very like, yeah, that's, like, as much as I am a helper and want to help everybody, I'm also incredibly suspicious of people. I don't, I mean, life circumstances have created those things. Um, yeah, like, none, none none of what you said makes me be like, you know. I'm not surprised. None of it. None of yeah. it was surprising.
1: Yeah. And by the way, I'm pulling this from the Enneagram Institute dot com. Yeah. What are
0: what are yours, buddy?
1: My numbers, my top one is that eight, the challenger. The powerful, dominating type, self confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. I don't know if I see that in myself. <laughs>
0: Seriously, I'm
1: just kidding. I was to
0: say, I'm like, uh. and by <laughs> confrontational, I would say you're not one to it's, it's I wouldn't look at it as negative for you because I find you find you to be very um, thoughtful in your confrontation.
1: So my confrontational is there like I don't I do not care what other people think about me. Yes. Not enough. Unless if I really care about someone and respect them a lot, maybe it would hurt. But I've never had someone I really care and respect about not um, see me for who I am. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather be seen by people um, fully and not liked than not be seen at all. And I, I like that. Yeah. But my confrontational doesn't show up. So my confrontational can read as ego if I don't temper it with my next number, mm-hmm. which, which is? well. My next, so similar to you, my next two numbers were d- dead even, mm-hmm. and then my fourth number is different. So five and seven. Five being the investigator, the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, yeah. secretive, and isolated. I don't. Well- <laughs> I ain't out here in these streets. No,
0: you're not. <laughs> Sometimes it's like it's like trying to Ghost pull town. teeth to get you Ghost out to do stuff. <laughs> town.
1: I don't want it. I don't want to be. Being... And that's just people who gossip. People who talk oh, like a bunch of. I can't be in that environment because right. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it, and I always read everything with a cautious suspicion. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to read through things very scrupulously. Yeah. And number seven. The enthusiast, the busy, fun loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. What? Where are we? What's going on? <laughs> sorry. You texted me? When? Five days ago? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't open it. Um, just,
0: yeah. And just so you know, Alex is not saying that to be, like, funny. Like, no, that's, like, a real thing. He genuinely probably Legit. did not open it.
1: <laughs> I will look at my, yeah, anyway. And I but, say
0: this with the utmost love. Yeah, sure, I own you it. suck at that. I feel but... seen.
1: I feel very seen <laughs> by this. And I. so my challenger in me is also very fun-loving and spontaneous and versatile with my seven. Right. So that's where I'm like, I, I'm not trying to pick fights. I'm just trying to have fun. And my fourth one is the same as you, the three, the achiever.
0: Huh. Yeah. Again? Yeah. You know
1: me? Adaptive, uh, success-oriented, pragmatic, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like none of that is surprising to me. Yeah. I think I feel like I I'm I'm really eager to like reflect on these a little bit more after I like read through mm-hmm. my results, um, just because like I, I I enjoy being the helper, but I also recognize the. Um, The moments where it can be debilitating Right mm. I enjoy being the loyalist I enjoy being the challenger The achiever or are those Any of those things But like Those those negative aspects Of those numbers That people would be talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Or like How it shows up Can be Can vary I'm, I'm excited to reflect on those things
1: The Same mm-hmm. The reformer mm-hmm. I see aspects of myself in there It wasn't super high for me Yeah
0: Mine, my, mine The peacemaker and reformer Were like the next Tide
1: the principled, purposeful, self-controlled and perfectionistic. I've done a lot of work in the last five years to not be a perfectionist. You really have. I will will let some shit go before I ever let it stress me out. Mm -hmm. Like I do let something stress me out but not as much as I used to and I didn't see it as stress back in the day until I moved to New York but then I came here and it's like oh you gotta get this done. There are some days where I will leave it on the table because mm-hmm. it can live for another day. Yeah. And I will do it then. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that that one's not as high for me. But, but the but the reformer is like the name indicates someone who is uh, a changer. You know, they, yeah. they make things happen. The Peacemaker. Um, reassuring, agreeable, receptive.
0: I'm not surprised <sighs> that's my next number.
1: Peacemaker yeah. and
0: reformer. I'm not surprised by.
1: The, they want to harmonize things. They yeah. want people to be together. So if I could break this down into true colors, mm-hmm. the four colors being orange, gold, green, blue.
0: I think so. Yeah, blue.
1: Um, number one, the reformer is more of a gold. Mm-hmm. The helper is definitely a blue. Mm-hmm. The achiever is a green. Mm-hmm. The individualist is an orange. Or maybe they're blue?
0: No, I would say they're an orange.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then the investigator is definitely a gold.
0: And for those of you who don't know what true colors are, it's a free test online. It's actually super fun. Um, I think I'm a blue, if I recall.
1: You're a blue. Yeah. It's like um, blue
0: gold sometimes, depending on where I'm at.
1: Mine's orange green. Mm. First, always, always. The loyalist is blue. The enthusiast is uh, definitely an orange. Mm Mm-hmm and then the challenger is a green and the peacemaker is a blue so i would say it covers all of, so if you wanted to if you boiled down a myers-briggs into something less specific but still yeah. useful it would be this if you boiled this down even further to something less specific it would be true colors yeah it's like it gets increasingly or decreasingly specific yeah. and detailed yeah well, yeah, I enjoyed this. I would encourage anybody to take this. It doesn't take long.
0: No, it doesn't. And it's um, it was super interesting. There's obviously the free tests that are online, but the $12 I thought was worth it. And um, they email you the, they, you get a code mm-hmm. and it's yours. And then, you know, why not, right? Yeah. And I'm actually gift it to a couple of people that I think would yeah, enjoy it. 12 bucks. That's here you easy that's easy
1: i gave you self-knowledge for the holidays yeah We're, i, I give want it to you to some, be self-aware <laughs> give it to some of your relatives <laughs> you just, here they you just go, go, look at me like
0: what is what auntie, is a
1: computer take this <laughs> test and read it
0: <laughs> and read it all <laughs> yeah.
1: and I not just read it, to, it
0: but comprehend
1: i'll it. give it to my parents too because i think they might enjoy this yeah um cool um what else else? The well i read something okay. on the verge okay. um tell me the Pew Research Institute ran some numbers, they crunched some things, uh-huh. and they found oh, that no. statistically, uh-huh. uh, women are more likely than men to say please to their smart speaker.
0: Like, okay, Alexa? Like, Alexa? Or, okay, Google? Or, hey, Siri?
1: Like, like Alexa, no. Alexa, can you please... Okay, let's press play. Starting with Rocket by Beyoncé. What? I
0: just said, hey, Siri, play. And then that's what Siri was playing. Yeah. So.
1: They're saying things like, Alexa, like, please play whatever. Yeah. Alexa. Women tend to be
0: more apologetic and polite than men
1: are. The number, and that's what they were saying, the number is uh, 62% of women reporting that they pl- say please, at least sometimes, versus 45% of men.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the same way that women often say, like, often it will apologize like obviously they say oh i'm so sorry i'm sorry. so sorry i'm so sorry yeah. um i'm trying to stop doing that and they also say things like oh i was just reaching out it's so like mm. no you can just say i'm reaching out like when you send emails or when you talk to people like especially in the business world or just in work yeah. i found myself using just a lot like hey mm-hmm. i'm just checking in it's so like no you can just say hey checking in yeah wanted to see where you're at with the progress of this or just a friendly reminder no here's a friendly reminder this is due on this date, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you could be a little bit more direct with that. I think folks feel like they can't be based on, you know, yeah, like women specifically, because mm-hmm. like where we are, we are told we have to be this way.
1: Yeah. Researchers were saying that gender stereotypes are already an issue with AI sure. bots. Yeah. So, I mean, when you decide to make it a female voice, you kind of are reinforcing the idea that women yeah. are more docile and subservient and like servicing right whereas men it's kind of like when you get on one of the metro trains mm-hmm. and you say mind the gap mm-hmm. or do this mm-hmm. it's a male voice giving you a directive right but it's a female voice when it says like the next stop is
0: oh my god mm-hmm what?
1: May I be of help? The next stop is this, blah blah blah. Get off the train.
0: <laughs> yeah. My brain is broken. All right. Yeah, so, voices um, like I've, this. I'm broken, guys. So uh, the oh, world is terrible. Oh, um, I, I hate everything. Nothing. I don't
1: take orders from men, uh the white man. So I don't actually get off the train when I'm supposed oh. to. That's, that's a problem voice, I yeah, I are wish... you late
0: to things a lot because mm-hmm, of this mm-hmm.
1: I don't cross the street because <laughs> yeah. if I see that white man
0: I'm done <laughs> 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 it was one of our friends who said like oh the white man said we can't walk I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> and then I look I'm like wow and it was the white also, man says
1: you should walk no,
0: no no the white man hasn't said that we could walk oh, yet. right, yeah. I and it. I was just like what are you talking about and then it turned white like the white walking sign yeah. I was like
1: why is he naked
0: yeah.
1: I don't know <laughs> it's a nudist um Others, uh, yeah, it's so in this world of tech. Just be mindful that you should treat your speaker with respect, and also largely Put
0: respect in their
1: name. Yeah, and and women are not just here to serve men, and they also someone was justifying this or at least rationalizing it by saying, "Well, men statistically are more apt to handle work with." And engineer technology than women which is a problem in and of itself sure. um so it makes sense that the voice would be female hmm. and i'm thinking that's maybe exactly why it shouldn't be female Facts.
0: I s- yeah
1: seriously um, so I don't know, but anyway, I wish you could change uh, the vernacular on it so you could have a person of color or a person of a certain ethnicity or gender do the voice on there or choose your favorite celebrity. I would choose uh, Bill Hader's character, Stefan from SNL. Oh my God, I love it.
0: Yes. Love it. I'm into it. Let's <laughs> do it. The weather today is <laughs> rainy.
1: Um, I would love that. Or um, Rain-
0: Rainy with a chance of men.
1: <laughs> yeah or or what is the other um miranda sings,
0: miranda sings. oh have you
1: not seen miranda sings i'll show see. you i'll show you a youtube episode she's okay. a youtuber she's funny okay um but anyway that's that's what that is india getting a new uh uh amazon alexa for india now oh, okay so Filing get ready apple's
0: lead with having siri be um, an indian voice yeah Yeah, one of our friends changed theirs to the Indian voice. Yeah. And uh, they said they specifically did it in honor of me, and I um, feel seen and um, offended. Yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) It was a joke. Oh, speaking
1: of, I went to, uh, my other LeBron is that I went to a taping of the Patriot Act. (gasps) So it was the rehearsal of the, it was the rehearsal of the Patriot Act with Hasan Minhaj. You know
0: how long I've been trying to get flipping tickets?
1: I don't know. Because you you go through the free, no,
0: since the show started, really? Yeah, because it's a, it's an online like yeah. a, application form. Did they right. like email you, or did you um, know somebody? I,
1: I knew somebody.
0: Seriously? Yeah. Can that person also know me?
1: Um, she knows you, my girlfriend. I wasn't gonna give it to you though.
0: Well, no shit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was I was like, she knows someone from the Patriot. Someone, Act?
1: No, well, yeah, somebody who worked there got tickets and then gave it to her. Um, but i don't know the full details okay. i should ask you if you, you can uh, ask her for her
0: brown sister asking for a friend yeah asking for a friend
1: do you know in the in that My, audience, i've
0: seen i've seen his the the pre Patriot act when he was pitching it yes i was part of the audience for that because i had a friend
1: okay who and they didn't give you any like come back see you next time vouchers for that that's no. unfortunate yeah. wow it really? was mostly
0: and it honestly was mostly right. brown people in the crowd well i was just <laughs> was gonna awesome. tell you
1: brad Do you know how many brown people were in that audience like a lot so many if you ever
0: watch an episode of Patriot Act when it pans out to My the God. audience i'm like there's a lot of brown My people God. <laughs> i was
1: like what are all of you doing here and i loved we support <laughs> our brown
0: brother <laughs> you
1: all were just came out full force. He was talking about. Did he
0: do like a question and answer? Yes. thing? Okay. Yes, he
1: did, and he oh, was I'm so excited. He was nice about it, and then uh, the episode we watched was the one that aired this past weekend. Was about the Asian. election coming up.
0: I haven't seen it yet, but Woo!
1: it was fun. Yeah, it was fun, and I like how he throws in a little subtle. Uh, well, it wasn't even so subtle, but about brown south asian culture and asian pan asian mm-hmm. tenants of parents yeah all this. when he sprinkles those in there the whole audience just
0: erupts he sees us but that right that is so important and i just don't sure. think you know I, I had a conversation with a couple of people about representation people being really sensitive these days like uh there's that rapper bad bunny or ba- i'm sorry not bad bunny Bad Bunny's awesome. Bad Barbie, white girl. Hmm. Um, people say, "Oh, she acts too black." She's like, she's a Stack white girl
1: and some fifties. Yeah, and I mean, she's, we're she's, talking she's the, Iggy she's, Yeah, she's
0: the girl that says, "Like, catch me outside." That's the same girl uh, from that meme. That's Tough um, man. She wore ba- box braids, and a lot of people were like really upset Sheiza. that she wore box braids. And one of the things that um, oh, I this. mentioned, um, one of the things I mentioned to some of the people that I were talking to who are black men Mm -hmm. as well as other people of color in the room, I was just like, look, I've been told that like me as a Brown woman cannot wear box braids. Right. Right. Um, and literally the men, the black men were like, who told you that? I'm like black women. Like if, if a community is telling me something I need to listen to them regardless. He's like, but what if you just like it? I'm like, it doesn't matter if I like it, if that's how something that's appropriate, I should be mindful of that. Or if I do choose to do it, I should do so in appreciation. And like this like conversation of appropriation, appreciation came mm-hmm, into play. Mm-hmm. But we're having those kind of conversations about the black community because there's representation out there that's speaking loudly enough to talk about these things. For the Asian or the larger pan-Asian community, there aren't a lot of people that are talking about right. our stuff and our issues. Granted, have we suffered the same way black people have? No. All right. Or like, period, period. Like, no, the answer is no. But we have suffered in other ways, right? Mm -hmm. Looking like a certain way, you are a terrorist or you smell funny or, you know, insert whatever stereotype, good or bad, whatever you want to call it. Um, So it's really cool to see someone like Lily Singh hosting a late night show. It's really cool to see Hassan hosting a weekly Netflix show that's really hilarious and that's speaking to a lot of people, but especially the brown community because Mm -hmm. I don't feel like the brown community is represented often. Like I remember the first time they had a brown or a Desi looking person on the daily show. It was Asif Manvi. Yeah. And I, and I, and Asif was amazing. And I remember being like, Oh my God that's Awesome Manvi and he's someone that he could be my cousin, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's not my cousin. We have very different cultural and religious backgrounds but there's a lot of still similarities so it's super cool. Oh, I'm so jealous that you got to go see it. I want to talk to your girlfriend and be like, hey sis help us this out.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll drop a line. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I just looked up Bad Barbie. Uh-huh. Um...
0: A lot of people say like she's acting black, and a, a few a, a, a one of my black friends. Um, I hate saying that because it makes me seem like I only have the one black friend. Uh, but um uh-huh. and you know that's what makes me woke. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't have any other people of color yeah, as friends. I have a black. Friend. I have a black friend. Um, no, that uh, no, she doesn't act black. She acts ghetto, and you're saying ghetto equals black.
1: Exactly what I was thinking. I couldn't say it in those words. Thank you for articulating that. Yeah. I was and like, I looked at him, mm-hmm. and I was just
0: like. Yeah, that's really what they're saying, because, you know, it's cool to be black. It's cool to have box black, braids, black dreads, because dreads on non-black people. It's locks on black people. Just language, linguistics. Um, Is it? Yeah. Like, in the black community.
1: Locks. It's locks, not dreads. Well, I've dreads. heard locks and dreads, but right. it's not dreads?
0: No, I think people call it locks for that purpose.
1: When I grew up, we def- black people definitely called it dreads.
0: Right, but I think that's... Like changing it's, change- it's changing it. right. um like it's cool to have chains and like grills and things like that because kim kardashian wore a grill so it's cool to wear a grill it's like eh. like i can wear a grill like it's not a big deal it's a dental thing that people have i just
1: like to protect my enamel yeah i mean hey that's why i wear a grill
0: amen anyway but it's just like what it's we should definitely have an episode where we talk about appropriation versus appreciation because i i still struggle with like what is appreciation and what is appropriation and for me at the end of the day if a person from the community is telling me yo that's effed up i have to like be like yo i gotta listen to you because you are the expert of your experience okay all right is that everything yeah it's everything All right. Should we talk about basketball?
1: Yeah, let's do. Yay.
0: All right. Basketball time. All right, folks, it is time to talk about some basketball. Uh, This is the dribbling portion of dribbling section um, segment of our podcast where we talk about all things basketball, specifically the NBA, uh, politics behind the NBA, Mm -hmm. standing Mm -hmm. stats, players. Mm -hmm. Uh, We kind of nerd out and hopefully we nerd out in a way that you can follow along. So uh, tell us. Alexander, where are we at with the standings? I
1: just want to point out, we have an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference yes. team, both tied for the best record in the league. I can't remember the last time an Eastern Conference team has kept up with the Western Conference team for the best record. So at 20 and 3 are the Bucks and the Lakers. Wow. So Thank you, Milwaukee. Thank you, Los Angeles. And also thank you, Warriors, for still having the worst record in the league. Jesus. Um, because you not having a good squad anymore it means the rest of the league is now level.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Mm.
1: We were all bored. We were all bored. Bored. Under.
0: Underwhelmed.
1: Underwhelmed through the Warrior reign for four years thank you mm-hmm. finally over so uh we have in the eastern conference right behind milwaukee chasing them at 16 and 5 we have the boston celtics followed by the miami heat miami heat doing work this year we, were
0: not, we did yeah. not think they would be that
1: high i almost didn't put them in and then i slid them in yeah you did and they the have end. outdone I'm my it. expectations i'm not mad wow go jimmy butler and company it's a pretty balanced team yep go Eric Spolstra, the coach of the Miami Heat, can't say enough about the work he does. And surprisingly, the Toronto Raptors are fifteen and six. This time last year, they were also fifteen and six. Mm. Oh no, sorry. They were fifteen and four last year, and at the same time this year, we're fifteen and four. You know they lost Kawhi Leonard this year? Yes, they did. Team is still rocking.
0: Shows that. Maybe Kwai was a better leader than you thought. Mm. Like he was mm. able to cultivate like a team of people around him to do just as well. Like they, he elevated them.
1: You're gonna give him credit for that? No. Yeah, I was just I was no. just being I was just being facetious. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Lowry's <laughs> you, you, like, I'm still here I've been I'm here. still here. I've been here. I've been standing here this whole time. <laughs> um and shout out to uh, Mike Budenholzer. Nah, that's not Mike Budenholzer. Um Who's oh, the coach shoot. for the
0: Raptors? Um something, oh, it's, Did it's he something for black the British no. team no no no, um, no no Raptors coach Nick
1: Nurse Nick Nurse shout out to Nick Nurse Budenholzer is the coach for the Bucks um, so anyway shout out to those great coaches doing great work and the Sixers and the Pacers the Nets the Magic they would all be in the playoffs as of today in the East in the Western Conference from the Dungeons and the Barrels of Despair the Mavericks last year were deplorable, disgusting, despondent. This year they are second in the West.
0: Can I just say After we had talked about their jerseys off mic?
1: Can yes, what are you about to say? They are so bad. Why are their jerseys so terrible? Like their city jerseys are the worst. Are what? What is? Ha- I was going to ask you about this. The Mavs jerseys. For those who haven't seen them, every year Nike, since they're a sponsor of jerseys in the NBA, sure. tries to make a the traditional uniform that every team would normally wear, but then also um, the city version quote unquote yeah. where they take a little bit of liberty aesthetically. They right. try to bring in elements of the culture of the city to make a different kind it's always of jersey. very
0: lovely. Use it lovely very fun. A little
1: pop to it. You know, something fun. So yeah, the like Mads, Brooklyn's
0: had like uh, like a very uh, Biggie esque like B. feel B. to Small's it. Because Biggie's, because Biggie's from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know
1: it has like sweater design on the side. Yeah, sides. super
0: it's very very cool, very very New York. Yeah. Chicago had like the Chicago flag mm-hmm. like incorporated because that's a very important identity of the city right all cool things
1: right then why do the mavericks have this neon green surge accent line that runs through it and then
0: i think they're trying to be the seattle seahawks because you know how the seattle seahawks has like the deep blue and that and that volt green
1: what's the relationship
0: nothing Cause I will say the Seattle Seahawks jersey is actually kind of fire. It looks cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I agree. Cause I
0: like the deep blue and the volt green. I would yeah. never think it would look good together, yeah. but it does, and it's very complimentary. Uh, when they're all lime, when they're all that volt green color, which is a Nike color, um, that's a little obnoxious to me. But it's still like a very cool look. I don't know what so this is. New the Mavs. direction
1: of the Mavs, while we um, it looks ugly. Deep in the heart is, um, Hang on Dallas Mavs officially unveiled the new city edition. I'm just gonna read this. Real quick, um, oh my God, Christops is posing in it, Kristaps Porzingis. it just does, doesn't look great um wait a second, bear with me here for a sec a second um do do I really wish there were more sites that didn't force you to close your ad blocker.
0: oh, I hate that
1: yeah, I know I'm not gonna buy your stuff officially I'm new see city it. to wanna it as you wear them twenty. 20- so, they're going to wear these uniforms 22 times this year. Ugh, um, jerseys will be available for purchase at DallasMavs.shop. The Mavericks partnered with Dallas native Tex Moten, co-founder of the graffiti artist group Infinite Crew, and chief creative officer of Already Design Co., to develop a look that truly speaks to the incredible art scene of Dallas. The incredible arts scene of Dallas. I'm going to say that one more time. i just never. <laughs> incredible wow. Incredible arts scene of Dallas. I've been I'm, to Dallas. Same.
0: There's not much.
1: To, you need. Don't fake it till you make it on some I jerseys. Just,
0: I just. I don't see it.
1: It's like if. I don't see it. It's like if Minnesota, if the oh, Wolves no. tried to make a Chinatown version of their jersey.
0: I would have never thought Minnesota had a large Chinatown population.
1: They don't. So I why they why would they try that? I'm so confused. So when I look at this Mavs jersey, I was watching. I looked at them the other night and I thought, man, we always give the Mavs a hard time for having bad jerseys. Even like even their
0: classic ones from over the years has been like it hasn't been great
1: nationally. Right. They just get a lot of flack for it. So then they did this and thought. I always assume the Mavs are thinking. Now we'll show people. But again... And you
0: have not shown anything. This is
1: not good. It looks
0: so bad. Anyway, it's, back to what you were like saying. It looks like a cartoon.
1: It looks like you did this... Like, it looks like the opposing team jersey on Space Jam or something.
0: Oh, no. You know? Not Space Jam. I don't
1: love it. Well, all right. Anyway,
0: back to what you're saying. All
1: right. So, the uh, standings being what they are, the Mavericks are in second place, the Clippers are in third, uh, tied with the Houston Rockets. Unbelievably. Unbelievably. <sighs> still tied for third. The Houston yeah. Rockets. And then uh, the Denver Nuggets trailing, then the Jazz, then the Timberwolves, then the Suns. Everybody else is on the outside looking in. That includes the Spurs and the Trailblazers. So that's where we are with that. Yep. Um, and I would say, the stat-wise, there's nothing new to report. Uh, your man James Harden is <laughs> really dipping. did we say dipping. we weren't going to talk about well, this? He's dipping. He's at 38.5 points averaging. Uh. So he's, he's slowing down. It's so, not saw, sustainable.
0: What he's doing is not sustainable. I
1: okay boomer. Or I saw some. Did you say
0: okay boomer to no, me? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, did you just say okay boomer we to me? We
1: will talk about okay boomer <laughs> on our next cast. Brian and I are going to discuss okay boomer. Um, Get out of my house. And, and the in the dabbling section, but we we um. But I've been reading more articles from people who are seriously considering James Harden's legacy, and they are saying oh God, are they questioning. Saying? Is he the greatest scorer we've seen since Jordan? Mm. Statistically, yes, he is. And <sighs> on fewer shots. It's just a little surprising to me. But, you know... Who would have known? I'm just. Who would have thought?
0: I'm just gonna, just gonna crawl in a corner and and cry because this is so frustrating.
1: But Giannis and Luca are still averaging thirty points each, and that's great. I mean, they're having great years. The last time we saw three players averaging thirty plus points was LeBron, AI, and Kobe. Back way back in the day when Kobe had 35 points a game. Remember that when Shaq left the year after Shaq left, Kobe Mm -hmm. just said, I'm shooting all the shots because Smush Smush Parker is my point guard. Right. And then A.I. went off for 33 in a game. His season high didn't even lead the league because Kobe had his year and then LeBron had his first 31 average game. So anyway, James Harden, I know you love him. LeBron is still the only one averaging double digits in assists. So just want to point that out there. I'm so bored. Any <laughs> um, so I you just want to. You say that a
0: lot more now. Any who's will be because of you.
1: Oh yeah, I, I appreciate it. It wasn't mine. Uh, I appreciate it.
0: All right, back to back to the next. You thing. want to talk
1: about our local basketball club, the New York Knickerbockers
0: They fired their head coach, and mm. apparently the two guys that fired him are feeling the pressure
1: mm-hmm.
0: from you know the community of New Yorkers being like, "What the f are you doing, dude?" Yeah. Because I don't think the coach was the problem.
1: Steve Mills is the president of basketball operations for the mm. Knicks. He has been the president of basketball basketball operations since for the last twenty years. Have we been to the playoffs in the last twenty years? I don't remember. No. No. Um They have a 40% win average in the last 20 years. We're talking about, for what has been, uh, say for these last two years, the only professional basketball team in New York City.
0: The New York Knicks last made the playoffs in 2013, and they lost the Eastern Conference semifinals. What? According to Knicks history. What?
1: Did they go in and doctor their Wikipedia page? Uh, New York Knicks playoff.
0: They won the first round, but I don't know. I don't remember. Really? I don't to the. Who was
1: on that team?
0: I don't remember. That wasn't during Lin Sandy. had passed. It was Carmelo was still there. J.R. Smith. No, Jr. was back in...
1: Oh, would it have been Carmelo? That makes sense. Carmelo. Yeah. yeah. I should. Okay, so they won that one, and then...
0: Let's just say they either made it to the first round, either they've missed...
1: Oh, they got swept by New Jersey in 2003, 2004, in the mm-hmm. first round. They got swept by the Celtics in 2010, 2011, first round. They got one game on the Miami Heat in 2011 2012, but still lost in the first round. Yep. And then 2012 13, they won the first round versus Boston 4 to 2. Right. And then but lost, they lost the, comps- the, the, the Pacers. Got it. And then the rest of the years, they have not made the playoffs. Yeah. So they've won five playoff games total in the last 20 years. That's an average of one playoff game win every four years. Yikes. Until this moment, I really didn't understand what Knicks fans were so up in arms about.
0: No, this is like ridiculous. I I don't want to be in.
1: How at this point does anyone have their job at the Knicks? How does Dolan own the Knicks? And why Steve is Miller. the front... still Steve Mills. Steve Mills. Why right. why is everyone not removed from the front office?
0: Yo, these are really good questions that Knicks fans are so frustrated
1: about. 20 by. years. Literally,
0: Two decades. Literally, people are like, the Knicks is not the New York team. The Nets are. And I'm like, yeah, I don't disagree. They're, they're the largest borough of, of the five boroughs. They actually have made it to the playoffs and have gone fairly far so with very little behind them. So you know what? We're going to be okay.
1: The best thing you had was Carmelo Anthony. And you did not know how to manage that.
0: Because a part of it is like obviously Carmelo's thing that he needed to work on. But if you were a good coach, you were a good system, front office and, and down, you should be able to manage and motivate your players to be where you want them to be.
1: David Fisdale recently fired. Was not the problem. Not the problem. He has been.
0: He was a scapegoat, but not the problem.
1: Right. They fired a lot of coaches in the last number of years who go out there and do their job with the talent they have on the floor. But if the players you get are not reflective, if the salaries you're giving out to players are not reflective of the talent
0: that's they're a, giving you, yeah.
1: then that's a problem with management.
0: I agree. You've said you've said zero lies today.
1: I just, I just want, I would wonder, as two people who just took a personality test, telling us more knowledge about ourselves, the ownership for the Knicks, when they look at themselves. Jim the Dolan is
0: not a nice person, and that is, I will say, the the foundation of the dumbness. Yeah. Of how bad the Knicks are.
1: But then I look at, well, no, actually, I just thought of another owner who's deplorable, so never mind. What's
0: another deplorable? I was
1: thinking of uh, Donald Sterling. I was like, well, well he's, he's not an owner anymore. No, nah, but back in the day, he was. But you know what? The Clippers got better toward the end. They had Griffin and right. Chris CP3 and, and company. So um,
0: he was I'm also a good surprised. owner.
1: You don't need a good owner to play well.
0: Yeah, but I my understanding is that Dolan is just very involved.
1: I don't know what that looks like on a day to day.
0: Yeah, neither do I, but mm. all I know is that he's just not a nice person and well or that like the the team or like the arena has a reputation because of Dolan mm. to just be like little little scentsy pants mm. about things like a, like a, a a fan was banned from ever coming to a mm. game because he told dolan hey you should quit your job and sell the team and yeah. have better management yeah all they're saying is an opinion right and of course he took it very seriously and said well we're gonna kick you out and you are never you are now no longer he elect. said
1: he said it's just my opinion he goes no it's not You that's not a good comeback it like, is his opinion.
0: It is one. It is, is his opinion, and it's also the opinion of many of your fan base.
1: If you have been a team, I'm gonna name some teams that you would think would have worse playoff luck than mm-hmm. these guys. Tommy, the Sacramento Kings. Yep. No, they've won more games. Yep. Uh, you might think the Toronto Raptors. They used won to- a
0: whole championship.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: a whole championship.
1: You would think that
0: it, it may have been Drake that helped mm-hmm, them do that, mm-hmm. though. You know
1: you know who's got more wins than them in the playoffs ooh. the brooklyn nets uh, and even the new jersey nets
0: oh you said it you said it
1: the orlando magic
0: <clears throat> sorry i just oh this is so funny to me
1: i just think about teams that used to be in the basement who now have better i mean it's really ridiculous
0: and you know pride is a is the devil so
1: the pistons the bulls I'm just going through the Warriors the Warriors do you remember the Warriors
0: who, who are the Warriors <laughs> you remember,
1: people say Warriors now and they're like oh yeah Clay, they, they, Steph yeah, Curry. they weren't they,
0: that before
1: they had the time in between the time the Knicks had Spreewell, Allen Houston and Ewing mm-hmm. since that time the laughing stock Golden State Warriors had enough time to trade out players like Baron Davis and Larry Hughes and who were pretty it. good in and of themselves and but just draft, working, yeah. draft players, bring them through a system, get Clay and Steph and Draymond to the level they played at to win a whole championship. Several then, times. Then to set a record of 73 wins in a season. But still didn't get a
0: championship that season, just wanted to say.
1: And then brought in a Kevin Durant, long enough for us to have a melodrama with him for three years, then trade him out in the time span that the Knicks have been doing nothing all that has happened. Wow. All right, Jim Dolan, I, I, I just think you need to fire yourself. <clears throat> you just you need to pull the plug, walk away. I would tell myself after one decade, if I can't bring this team to glory, then Maybe that's should, it for me. Yeah. You've done this for two decades.
0: And that's some, I feel like he's been their owner for a minute.
1: People have been born and are almost about to be legal drinking age in the time Wow, okay, so that's all I wanted to say about the Knicks, just to bring, uh, it was a public service announcement to the basketball community that the Knicks of our city are not the team of New York. Nope. It is the Brooklyn Nets, we stand with the Brooklyn Nets. Amen. They are in the playoff hunt as we speak. Um, trade rumors. Yeah. I heard people talking about people.
0: Yeah, so there are rumors that the Cavaliers... Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are open to possible trade options for mm-hmm, Kevin mm-hmm. Love.
1: Are <gasps> Kevin Love?
0: I love Kevin
1: Love. We all love Kevin Love.
0: He's just such a bean. He's if, such a cute little white boy. He's not little. He is a very, he's a very tall, big white he boy. He
1: seems like such a lovely person.
0: Yeah. And um, he's definitely led the team well, but they're just not winning. And he is taking up money i'm sure so they're ready to possibly make it so i where do you think he would go if he were to go somewhere
1: who needs a big for rebounding portland and outside shooting portland and outlet passes and all the things that he brings trail razors are you fine with not having defense I mean, you can't stop anybody either.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's yeah. not my team, but I I, okay. I like the Portland Trail Blazers,
1: yeah. so Portland is not looking great. Nope. Um they're 5 games behind 500. They're not ne- they're 40
0: something percent,
1: right? Uh I forget. It's like 14 and 19 or something. Yeah. No, that's that's too high. It's something. They're like 9 and 14, I think. Okay. So, yeah, they need some they've only had 9 wins. Not great. So yeah, I think and we're, Kevin. And we're in Portland. the double
0: digits of the of the season, so we need to start picking it up.
1: But if you have a power forward in Kevin Love who can rebound and shoot threes, what do you do with Melo?
0: Comes off the bench. Okay,
1: but you still need him on the team.
0: They did uh, guarantee his contract recently.
1: Oh, did You got a guarantee yeah.
0: contract? Yeah, for the
1: year. Congratulations, yeah. Carmelo Anthony. Good for him. Former Still... dope person of the week. Yeah, I'm happy for him.
0: Well, I mean, I'd be curious to see where it goes if it goes anywhere, because just because they're open to it doesn't mean they're getting trade related, right. you know, stuff. It just means like, oh, the it's Cleveland, possibly happening.
1: The Cleveland Cavaliers would very likely, I mean, Dan Gilbert give up nothing. They would. To get, they would want the world for Kevin Love. Yeah, they try. They would try to get for Kevin Love what they should have got for LeBron. Mm -hmm. That's what Dan Gilbert will try to do.
0: Some people also think he may go to the Utah Jazz, potentially the Nets, (sighs) the Suns. I would love because the the Suns were doing well. Uh, The Celtics.
1: No, don't do that.
0: Those are the, that's, those are the uh, things that people s- think might be destinations. Who,
1: who would you send from the Celtics for Kevin Love? I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think you need it. No, I don't
0: I'm, think... I, I think Utah Jazz makes sense to me. I think him going West makes the most sense.
1: There's teams in the West who really want him for their playoff hunt. Yeah. And I understand that. The Eastern Conference, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets would be helped by that. For sure. Yeah. If you had DeAndre, Kevin yeah. Love, KD... And Kyrie on that team? Yeah. I'm like, man, that's the Eastern and K- Conference and mind right
0: you, there. KD is not playing until next year. No, I'm just saying like, year, but for like, next year. Yeah, you know? but for next year, absolutely.
1: But um,
0: we'll definitely have to see.
1: But Western Conference-wise, where do you think he lands? Portland?
0: I think Portland or Utah makes the most sense. Maybe Utah makes even more sense. I'm going to say Because no. of the Carmelo situation.
1: I'm going to – you might be right, and I hope you are right, but I'm going to say for what – Portland is willing to give up and what they have, I don't think Cleveland's going to be interested. Because they're not going to give up Dame McCollum or Carmelo or uh, who's their center. You know who I'm talking about. Whatever his name is. So I'm thinking Cle- Cavaliers might more so want someone from Denver's squad. Mm. I could see them taking on a contract like a Paul Millsap.
0: I can see that. Okay. Um,
1: and then Maybe a couple other young ones or first round picks. Yeah, anyway, we shall enough.
0: see. Is there Is anything else?
1: I don't have anything else in the basketball section. And a delightfully calm basketball week.
0: I'm not mad about it. No. Let's, let's uh, keep it moving and talk about some dope people then. Hey. Cool. Let's do it. All right, folks, it is time to talk about our dope person of the week, where we highlight someone who's dope, someone who's doing something amazing. Um, And so um, sometimes it's multiple people, but oftentimes it's just one. Um, And I believe it is my turn to uh, do the first person. Are we ready? Yeah. Awesome. So my dope person this week is none other than Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens uh lamar jackson for those of you don't know is uh the quarterback as i mentioned for the baltimore ravens he is 22 years old originally from pompano beach florida 6'2 212 pounds um went to louisville for college he was a first round pick uh, pick number 32 uh, for the ravens and he's been with the ravens since 2018 he is kind of a killer when it comes to being a quarterback. Mm-hmm. There are there are rumors or let's not even rumors. There are talks of him being MVP mm-hmm. because of how good he is with that football. Um, specifically, he is a he is a football player that is really good at faking the pass, like faking the the handoff mm-hmm. um, and has he's just he has precision he's really smart all these different things mm-hmm. and he's also just incredibly humble so people okay. are like going to him like yo you're like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now <laughs> you know lamar jackson young black man best quarterback in the league how many black quarterbacks do we know in the league not many not many not many he's one of them and he's just like you know i'm just here to win games very like He's not like, yeah, I'm the best or whatever. He's just like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But I, I'm just, I'm just trying to get W's so that you know mm-hmm. we can get to that the big stage. Which I was like, cool, that's awesome. So then recently, because of how of how talented uh, my man Lamar is, uh, there was a. I'm trying to see if I can pull up the article. Um, Let me find it before I forget. So uh, the Baltimore Ravens were playing the San Francisco 49ers. um, And one of the radio analysts, Tim Mm -hmm. Ryan, a white man, Mm -hmm. he's been a 49ers like analyst for a while, um, said some things on the air that eventually got him suspended for a game. Yeah. What he specifically said was, quote, he's really good at that fake how he fake tosses the ball Mm -hmm. uh lamar he's really good at that fake lamar jackson but when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football with a dark uniform you could not see that thing um and he said it on the murph and mac show on monday morning Mm. after sunday night football Uh, I mean, you literally could not see when he is in and out of the mesh point. And if you're a a half step slow on him in terms of your vision, forget about it. He's out the gate. So I looked at that and I was just like, ooh. You know, I mean, I understand why he got um, a suspension. There's been a lot of question about like, we need to cancel him. He needs to be fired, all these things. And we can talk about cancel culture next week. But... I spread that, and I was just like, yeah, that was a really dumb thing to say. Like you can say like yo, he's just good at you know hiding that ball and like he's a good fake exchanger. Mm. and like the football against your dark jersey can definitely be can trick the eye a little bit. Mm. but really I think he's tricking the eye because he's like he's like dumb fast. Mm. He's super, super fast. and thus you don't see how the exchange doesn't happen. You think the exchange happens, you you know, whatever and uh of course some players on the 49ers black players were just like i know what he was trying to say i didn't think it was that bad yeah it was stupid he said something stupid he shouldn't have said it um so Lamar jackson didn't say anything at all Lamar jackson typically when he wears his jersey wears like black sleeves black gloves like mm-hmm. that's like what he typically wears mm-hmm. but today he decided to wear white like he's Mind you, it's been how many weeks of football? Mm. He's only worn black. Mm -hmm. But then after this, he's just like... He didn't literally say anything. He didn't say he was upset about something or not or anything of that nature. He just said with his actions. He just Mm -hmm. wore white. And the Baltimore Ravens killed it. Mm. They they definitely uh, beat the Buffalo Bills today. Mm. But my dope person is Lamar just because I find his maturity and his... um, poised during these things uh to be exceptional and uh i'm looking forward he is the future of the league in a lot of ways because he's 22 young um and very talented so nice yeah lamar jackson and we can talk about castle control cast cancel culture later but like for sure i i agree with some of those players like what he said was stupid and he shouldn't have said it and the one game suspension i think is fine yeah like do better and the guys already come out and apologize like yeah I said something kind of insensitive I shouldn't have said that okay mm. do better next time
1: alright NFL catching some feels that's, yeah. that's nice to see a little yeah, bit absolutely um, well my dope person is former Knicks coach David Fisdale oh,
0: my man I'm so sorry you don't got a
1: job well, let me highlight you cause we won't be seeing you for a while <laughs> except on maybe some telecommentating for ESPN or something like that so um, David Fisdale uh, is 45 years old. He's a Gemini, he's from South Central LA. Grew up out there, and um, his spouse is Natasha Sen, uh-huh. married 2014. Okay, um, and let's see. He so, what I know about David Fisdale and what I read about him, um, growing up in South Central LA, he Was born to a white father and a black mother, Mm -hmm. but his white father was out of the picture for a while. So he was raised well from a very early age. He was raised by his mom. Mm -hmm. Shout out to mixed people out there. Uh, Didn't did not realize David Fisdale was mixed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so his grandparents were very helpful in raising him as well. And from a quite young age, uh, he saw a lot of violence. People um, had their lives taken in South Central L.A., lost some friends Mm -hmm. to gun violence. Um, and grew up around basketball, though. Uh, WNBA star Tina Thompson also resided in his apartment complex, Mm. so ran in uh, circles with her. And he was a student at John C. Fremont High School in L.A., where he played point guard for that team. And then he went on to... uh, Wait a second. Yeah. And then he went on to University of San Diego where he earned a B.A. degree in communications and a minor in sociology. Check you out. He played basketball for the San Diego Toreros -er Toreros 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 I don't know what that is. Mm. And he appeared in 93 games during his tenure with the school early coaching career he was with the miami heat for a while as an assistant you know did his thorough thizzle there and then he went on to the golden state warriors um, did some good work there he got a a head coaching job at memphis Mm -hmm. where he did quite well and then he moved on to the new york knickerbockers and i'm just gonna say the rest there is history so um a 17 yeah, I don't even want to read that record. So, David Fisdale, by all accounts from other players in the league, is a player's coach. He's a guy that players like to play for. He knows the game of basketball, they trust him. And um, yeah, I think he's pretty cool.
0: I agree. I only wish the best for him. Well, that is our cast, folks. Um, if you haven't followed us on our social media platforms, please feel, please make sure you do so. Uh, we're at DablinDuriblin on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts because we are literally everywhere. Yeah. So check us out. Anything you want to say uh, before we close off the day?
1: And congratulations, Mello, on the guaranteed contract. Yeah. We'll be seeing more of you. Yeah. I'm happy about it.
0: Same. All right, folks, so be dope and we'll catch you later.
1: See ya.